that counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in a Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane here with Wags, and today uh, we are talking the wide receiver position for the Packers. Uh, looking back at the season and starting to discuss uh, what we might be able to expect going forward. Yeah, and I think we'll have quite a few things to talk about with with this group. Uh, It was a mixed bag, to say the least, and it's kind of hard because you almost have to take Devontae Adams out of this discussion, and not that you can or should. He's a huge part of this offense and had another great season, uh, missed some games with some injury, but uh, no doubt about the fact that Devontae Adams – uh, first of all, right off the top, I'm just going to say, has established himself as a top five receiver in this in this league. Yeah, he's a beast. I, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, Wags. It's kind of Devontae Adams. We know what we have in him. He's an absolute monster. He's a game-breaking wide receiver. He's the number one option for Aaron Rodgers to go to. He's the wide receiver one on just about every team in this league, and I would argue any team on this league, he's that darn good uh, of a wide receiver and is weapon for the offense. However, after that, there's a lot to discuss. Uh, A lot of different wide receivers on this roster, guys that came in with high expectations, uh, guys that came in with no expectations and everything in between. And I think that that's what we're really going to focus most of our time on to here today. Yeah. So I think before we talk about how they might change this group, let's just sort of assess how those guys perform. So um, start positive. One positive, I don't want to say surprise, but development was definitely Alan Lazard. And this is a guy that I think definitely came up big in some key moments in several games this season, um, became a trusted uh, option uh, for Aaron Rodgers on, on third down. Uh, that was a situation that in the past he had uh, his safety valves in Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. Um, and certainly Devante was was that guy, but he's not always going to be available to go to in those situations. So they were really struggling, I think, early in the season and, and definitely last uh, coming into uh, out of last season to find who that guy could be. Uh, and so Alan Lazard stepping up um, in, in a, I'm not going to say a significant way, but uh, certainly stepped up and, and uh, showed that he can he belongs uh, in this league and, and uh, I think he's going to have a role uh, in this offense going into next season. Yeah, he is uh, one of the few locks at the wide receiver position, I think, going into next year. He went from a practice squad guy uh, to the number two weapon offensively at wide receiver. Uh, for Aaron Rodgers by the end of the year. Uh, He had a big play against Detroit in Week 17 uh, that helped us claw our way back in to uh, get a bye. Um, He made catches at big moments. He's athletic. Um, He's one of those guys where you look around and you go, how did everybody miss on this guy? Uh, He he Just with his athleticism, his length, uh, he's able able to bully guys off the line of scrimmage. Really like what Lazard was able to do. Um, he's a guy that we we highlighted late the season prior 
when uh, he he made his way to the Packers roster. And it was really, I thought, re rewarding for a lot of Packer fans that had stuck with him. And of course, for Lazard himself to become a guy that uh, was becoming a household name for Packer fans out there. You knew that Lazard was going to be able to come down and make a play here or there. So totally agree. think he's going to be able to carve out a position for himself next year. And he's going to be on this roster. I mean, he's just too good not to be. Uh, and he was a really nice compliment, I thought, to what Devontae Adams was doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, then on the flip side, I've got to look at a couple of guys that we were really expecting some big things from this year. And Geronimo Allison and uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scanling. And, man, did they just struggle. Um, it, it, even coming up with a couple of, of big plays – but just not nearly enough and almost no consistency at all. Um, in fact, uh, you know, Geronimo was out there almost by necessity just because he can block a little bit and he stayed out there. Um, but outside of that, MBS's snaps all but disappeared by the end of the season. So you've got to be pretty disappointed. What do you do then with those two guys if you're, if you're the GM or, or the coaching staff? Yeah, so Geronimo is a free agent. Uh, I don't think Geronimo Allison's coming back to Green Bay. I agree. Yeah, so In fact, I'd be a bit pretty disappointed if they uh, held a roster spot for Geronimo. Yeah, I just looking at his stats, I mean, he just, he didn't play. I mean, you don't need to look at stats really to know. You know, what, if you watch those games, we kind of have a good idea of what he did. But he had um, just not a lot of yards. <laughs> I'm not even going to read them out loud. I'm actually kind of angry at this. Well, not only that, uh, he had trouble uh, catching the ball. Yes. Um, he had some fumble issues. I, I mean, it's <laughs> you go on down the line, and uh, when you're a possession receiver, and uh, your your main job is just to you know get those short yardage situational catches, and you're not getting the job done consistently. Um, he's not a speed guy. Um, doesn't really high point the ball. Doesn't have the best hands. Uh, I'm not going to try to burn uh, Geronimo, but I, I, unfortunately, he just—I just don't think he has a, a place on on this roster anymore. Uh, I'm sure he's a good guy, um, so wish him well. But uh, I think it's it's pretty clear the Packers are probably going to move on from him. MVS is a guy that's he's still you know under team control. Um, so, uh, not to answer my own question, Dane, but I would expect MVS will be back. Um, will he make the team? Definitely not a guarantee. Um, I, I, you know, we're going to have uh, EQ, uh, Equimania St. Brown, uh, will be coming off his injury, but he'll be back. So I think he and uh, MVS um, and a guy like Jake Kumro, um, they're going to be battling for a spot, uh, maybe the, the last couple spots on, on the roster in this wide receiver group. And there's going to be some other guys that they're going to be bringing in via free agency in the draft that will be in that competition as well. Yeah, uh, so touching on MVS, he regressed throughout the season uh, from, from a production standpoint, and uh, we saw his snaps just get cut and cut and cut. By the last few games, I don't think he was even on the field all that much on the offensive side of the ball. He still played some special teams, but just he wasn't, um, he wasn't somebody that I, I, apparently the coaching staff was really uh, comfortable with or was able to, to lean on. Uh, I would agree. I expect him to be back next season, at least battling for a position, but he is going to probably need to find a way to make this roster. I don't think this is going to be something that's a foregone conclusion. 
uh, that he's on uh, the, the, the active day roster uh, week one. Jake Kumaro didn't expect necessarily for him to uh, have to pitch in, but I thought that when they needed him to, he's one of those guys that just kind of finds a way to get open at times. Um, he, he's got that unspokenness, I think, that Rodgers likes. He kind of finds him, right, at, at certain points. And he did that again uh, a number of times this year uh, as needed. Now, he's certainly not a game-breaker. He's certainly not a guy who's going to just dominate a game. Uh, but I think he does have a role for himself that he's carved out, uh, the wide receiver role. Yeah, he can block, he and blocks. he plays special teams. And that's, that's the, to your point, the special teams in particular – I think both you and I in that playoff game against Seattle, we were there live. We looked at each other when he was running down the field. We were like, holy smokes, Kumaro can get down the field quick. And there's a role for a guy like that here in the NFL. And you know what? He doesn't, you know, drop the ball. Um, So, you know, when he gets in the limited opportunities he has when the ball goes his way, it pretty much seems like he secures the ball and does his job. He's never going to be someone that you're looking at that's going to get a ton of yards after the catch or come in and, and be a difference maker at the wide receiver position, but he can contribute. And that's really what you're looking for from your fifth or sixth guy. Um, so I think he, in a way, although I mentioned he'll be competing with the MBS type, he, he in, in, in many ways has a leg up on, on someone like that. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, that leads me to a couple other guys that were on a practice squad this year, uh, Darius Shepard and uh, Malik Taylor. And these two young men, um, I think Darius Shepard, boy, what he did in preseason this year is hard to kind of take that out of your mind. I'm really glad, though, even though he struggled uh, and they kind of had to go in a different direction uh, in, in early in the season, I'm glad they were able to hang on to him. Because I, I think there's something there still, and, and I would like to see what he might be able to do. I, I think he's a different type of guy than what they have at the wide receiver position. And he uh, just seems to have so much natural um, ability as a return man. And, and for whatever reason, uh, just lost a little bit of confidence early on. And, and I don't know if it, the, it was just too much for him um, and, and he wasn't ready. But I would love to see if he's given another opportunity um, to give him a chance to develop that role because um, clearly, although Tyler Irvin came in and and, and did a nice job uh, at the end of the season as a return man, um, competition there and uh, having someone that can be productive would be a a significant development, I think, going into next season. Yeah, Shepard just fields the ball so cleanly every time we'd watch him play. Obviously had a little bit of trouble uh, in active game situations, but he's definitely going to have an opportunity, I think, again, Wags, this year. And uh, was somebody that I think the average fan was down on after a couple of those um, glaring mistakes uh, on on Sundays. Uh, But I think both you and I were pretty darn happy to see him back in green and gold and for us to be able to secure him back in the practice squad. Yeah, and kind of touching on Malik Taylor and, and then Ryan Grant, um, more so Malik Taylor. Don't you know? lose sight of this guy. This kid, I mean, Alan Lazard was on the practice squad all year Taking last words season. words out of my mouth. Um, so different, a little bit of a different type of player. Um, again, he might be more of a slot guy, uh, but 
Uh, he's, uh, you know, he's working hard and he stuck on the practice squad all year, had his contract renewed. So clearly um, the coaching staff is happy with what they've seen from him. Uh, so, you know, he's going to be ready to come in and compete. Uh, so don't sleep on these guys. Um, I think both Shepard and Malik Taylor are, are a couple of guys that, um, you know, they can come in and steal a spot. Um, it wouldn't be a all-time shocker by any means. No, I, I would totally agree. I think that Malik Taylor is a guy that we've had our eyes on that we really like. Uh, he, he's gritty. I think you know he came in late into the preseason, if I remember right as well. He wasn't a guy that was along the entire way um, going into the preseason and uh, earned a spot, man. Like Talk about a guy who just earned a job. That's who he is. Um, so we always like seeing those guys. He seems to be uh, a guy that is an incredible hard worker and that has just earned a way to, to you know, hopefully flash here uh, in the offseason. And uh, I actually think that he has a, uh, a track. I like his, um, he's got that size and stature that the, the Packers seem to really like out of the wide receiver group. And I'm just fascinated to hear more about him as um you know, OTAs and some of these practices, because I uh, dare I say he might be the guy that I'm following most um, this offseason and seeing his development, because I think he could be a guy that contributes on Sunday. Um, another guy that we should probably mention that uh, I'm fascinated by, I don't know a lot about him yet, we're going to go and watch some of this, is um, Reggie Begleton. He's the uh, wide receiver that played in Canada last year, signed him to a um, reserve futures contract and um, just a guy who produced quite a bit in Canada. And it'll be an interesting look to see a guy who has been playing professionally, just not in the NFL, and see what he can contribute. But it seems to be a guy that a lot of uh, fans of Canadian football uh, are really high on. So uh, I can't uh, say that I've watched this uh, young man play. Uh, but the Packers obviously saw something, uh, saw some talent there. And uh, in a wide receiver room, that's going to look a lot different than it did uh, this last season, I believe, he may have an inside track to, you know, make a battle and make a, a pitch for that roster spot. Yeah, absolutely. So it will be interesting to see. Um, they're not going to be able to bring all these guys back, and they really shouldn't. Um, they're going to need to make some changes. Uh, so certainly I would expect, usually we see two or three wide receivers drafted, you know, around, um, you know, not necessarily all early. You, you get into the sixth, seventh round, undrafted guys. It's not uncommon that we, we're going to have a pretty full um, group by the time camp rolls around. Um, you want to have enough guys in camp. Uh, so uh, that's going to happen. So we'll have a little bit of turnover here. Uh, a couple of the guys we mentioned uh, may be looking for, for work elsewhere. Um, but um, I really would be pretty surprised if the Packers don't make a push to bring in a free agent, and I'm not necessarily talking a high-priced free agent at this wide receiver position, but they're going to be working this market, and uh, you have to expect that players around the league know that this is a, a wide receiver room that they can come in and contribute right away. So um, you'd have to think from that perspective, it's a pretty attractive spot. Um, obviously, we don't need to uh, overemphasize the fact that we've got a, a pretty good and stable um, offensive unit. Uh, you've got Devontae Adams. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, attractive things about uh, uh, 
coming in and, and having opportunity to make an impact right away as a number two or number three wide receiver. Uh, so I would uh, really expect to see that. And I, I would be pretty surprised if they don't draft a guy, you know, within the first couple of days. Um, it's pretty to be a, a good group. Good group. So uh, maybe not necessarily in the first round. And, and when we get closer to draft, we'll have more time to dissect that. But um, I, I, I would really – uh, expect to see the Packers uh, invest um, in a uh, in a wide receiver uh, pretty early in the draft this season. So we're going to see some changes, um, and we'll see some names back. Um, you can bet that the competition will go up another level with this group. I think it's going to be an absolutely remarkable group to watch as we get to August this year. Um, there's going to be a lot of turnover. I think that uh, Devontae Adams and, um, and Lazard, uh, there, uh, but I, I think after that, it becomes a lot of battles. Uh, you know, and, and to your point, perhaps Wags, it's a free agent wide receiver plus a draft pick wide receiver. This team's historically kept six to seven wideouts, so that then leaves a couple other guys. Is it Malik Taylor? Is it uh, MVS? You know, is it some of these guys that are all going to be jockeying for position, trying to make these uh, uh, these final spots? And, and again, I just I don't see Geronimo coming back so that's one roster spot that's opening i don't see ryan grant coming back either ryan grant a guy who was a free agent packer signed him uh he was on the active roster for for much of the season however never suited up so i don't see that that's a recipe for success for him to be uh, signed again either so all of a sudden there's going to be a lot of talent up in the air and a lot of competition in this position group yeah and uh, i agree with you on ryan grant um he's a, a kind of a veteran guy and had certainly plenty of opportunities to to get in there and contribute yeah. uh, so the fact he wasn't able to do that doesn't necessarily say a lot for me um so we wish him well um mbs who um his one redeeming quality is he was the downfield threat and he wasn't able to catch the ball downfield this year. So he's got a lot of work to do. Um, Especially boy. if they can draft a downfield threat or well, sign a downfield Well, threat. and he, so I don't know what he does. Where does he go from here? Uh, is he, uh, certainly he's going to try to continue to develop his other skills, but um, I don't know. Uh, it's gonna. I think he's got a tough road to try to make this roster next year. So it's been a tough fall. Uh, I'm rooting for this kid. I hope he can turn it around. But um, but when when his his main um, you know when his main attribute is to be able to to be be the deep threat, but he's not able to go up and catch the ball uh, running deep. Uh, it's pretty tough. There's not a lot of other places to go from there. So um, we will definitely see. Dane, any uh, last thoughts on this wide receiver group? No, I just think reinforcements are on the way. This is the group that it's a, it's already an exciting group. The wide receiver positions always are for NFL teams. So for this to be a spot where a lot of competition is going to be taking place, it's just going to be a fun offseason, I think, uh, as we watch them retool. And, um, you know, Goody in the front office wags, they, they've talked about adding offensive weapons. So if this isn't just you and I sitting here saying we need weapons, uh, the front office recognizes that. So our reinforcements are on the way. Yeah, I, I can't believe I forgot to touch on this, but we already made a, a change at the wide receiver position coach too. Good point. I, I completely kind of just sort of skimmed over that. They haven't hired anyone yet, but uh, they've moved on in, in – and I'm not surprised, but it's it's 
actually very refreshing to see Coach LaFour recognize that they needed to get more, and he made a quick change. Yeah, he did right away. Uh, that That's pretty impressive because you want to see guys that can stick with their guys. But here was a, a position group where I think that LaFleur looked, he went up and down the roster and said, you know what, we didn't get better at this position and we need some fresh eyes on this. And that's what they're going to do. Yep, absolutely. So, folks, thanks so much for following along here. And as always, um, please uh, rate and review us. Uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend. Um, and uh, you can always uh, follow us and uh, uh, interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter uh, at Lombardi's Legends. So thanks so much for listening, and as always, Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!